What's going on, Fantasy Fam? Here we are back again. We're going to cover Week 9 in review, talk about some news, reflect on the games, uh, get you ready for Week 10 a little bit with the Thursday night game and some waiver wire pickups. So let's first start with the news. It was a kind of a crazy week. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of fighting, a lot of, a lot of, you know, unnecessary hits. And we'll start with the first one. Uh, Mike Evans suspended one game for an unnecessary hit on Marshawn Lattimore after the play. What do you guys think of that? Not cool. I mean, it was man. just he came out of left field. That dude. Not cool. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. And what's Jameis Winston doing? Injured on the sideline, sticking his sticking his hands, his finger on the guy's helmet. I don't know what he, what he was doing, but it's just it's unnecessary. I was surprised he wasn't suspended. Honestly, he had a terrible fantasy day. So thanks a lot. And then then now he's out for a week. So whatever. Officially too. Officially out for a week. Yeah, they officially upheld it. Yep. Um, also, just to point out about this, you know, Jameis shut down for a few weeks, but the more important thing is, have you watched his pregame speech? Did you did you watch Jameis's pregame speech where no. he's like licking it, licking his fingers and stuff? So- Literally the weirdest thing I've ever watched in my life. So if you have not seen it, listeners, you guys as well, please go watch it. <laughs> it makes no friggin' sense. Nice. It's weird, and he's gone from a team leader to a two and six bucks team that looks like crap. They do so, look terrible. Yeah. Dirk Cutter might be losing the team as much as uh, Ben McAdoo in New York. Oh, yeah, they're both on their way out. I'm sorry. It's, to say. it's tough sledding. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Uh, another another piece of news that is something you know we got to watch for is Dez comes up hobbling a little bit. You guys see this? Yeah, I was there. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were there. Up, you were there live. Oh, they were giving tickets away. Or? And in color. <laughs> <laughs> what a hassle! What a hassle to get a ticket. But it was awesome. Tyreek Hill. The whole place just erupted. All Chiefs fans. Everyone went nuts. Yeah, that, that was one of the better plays we've seen this year. Um, but with Dez, is it something to worry about, mm, do you think? I don't do know. I don't, something that I don't think monitor? so. I don't think so. Yeah, because him and Dak have actually looked pretty good this year together. So to uh, to have him down would, you know, we'll talk about someone later on that could emerge if he does go down and is down for a period of time. And that will be Terrence Williams, who we will talk about a little bit later. Um, last piece of news to discuss goes back to kind of the Mike Evans situation, and that's AJ Green's outburst. What the hell was that? Oh, oh. I think he was. I think he was a little upset that he got knocked over <laughs> because it didn't look. I mean, it didn't look like a questionable hit. I mean, the play was maybe over, but you gotta. I mean, I grew up playing football. You, they tell you until the whistle blows, right? You can hit somebody. You always want to look to be hitting somebody, and he got knocked over. Got a little upset. I mean, come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. I'm a big AJ Green fan. Love him. And I think it was just the fact that Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in football. And he was going to be overmatched. Mm. And I think he was trying to send a message and it went too far. And they both ended up, you know, I think it was just ridiculous. Uh, just from a you know football fan perspective to have Jalen Ramsey tossed from that game. Jalen Ramsey did nothing wrong. Um, AJ Green was the instigator and he's the one who followed through on, you know, tearing him down. So I just didn't understand why he was tossed, but it kind of it made it more exciting. But at the same time, it, you know, from a fantasy perspective, seeing AJ Green go out that early kind of sucked. Yeah, it was terrible. He did nothing again. One catch for six yards on two targets. I know it was what later in the second quarter, but still he's been slightly disappointing to me, AJ Green. Well, some of the Bengals. Bengals look like crap. Yeah. Unfortunately, but and uh, on that note, let's get into some of the games. Start with a Thursday night game with my four and five now Jets. Who saw this coming? It was not me. I can tell you that. Disgusting. Uh, Jets look great. 34 <laughs> points on the Bills. Bills looked good up to this point, and now the Jets make them look silly at home. Uh, you know, what would you guys think of this game if you thought anything? That the Bills really stink. 
Josh McCown just finds a way to win games. It's so it's so odd. Oh. I think Robbie Anderson is um has been a solid flex play for for a few weeks. He scored a touchdown. Catching a deep touchdown, right? Yeah. Matt Forte was crazy. I think you can't you don't necessarily know who to count on out of the backfield any week. Matt Forte does well one week. You got McGuire closing the game down. Bilal Powell. I know they're a slightly aging team, right? So if they keep winning, they're not necessarily going to get a high draft pick. So it's kind of an anomaly, conundrum, what's going on a little bit there in, uh, in New York. But I, I do understand you got to win games. So if you can if you can balance that, they got a lot of money in, uh, in the payroll next year to pick up some free agents. So. Yeah, from a fantasy perspective, it kind of gets confusing with the Jets running back situation because, you know, Forte gets his touches, Powell gets his touches, even McGuire gets his touches. So even though Forte had his two touchdowns, I'm not sold on, you know, his position in that lineup. But Robbie Anderson, is like you said, is the one to watch. He has a great flex option at this point um, with his four, you know, four receptions and a touchdown. So, but awesome Thursday night game for, I mean, from my perspective, at least. I thought it was a great Thursday night game. A lot of points. Let's move to the Ravens-Titans. Not my favorite game of the week, but, you know, whatever. Um, I just don't understand what's going on with this Titans team. I know they get the win, but I just don't know why they're running, you know, moving away from the run when you're a run-first team. Not good. 17 17 carries combined between Derrick Henry and DeMarco Murray. They should be averaging 17, like, each, or at least one of them should. The Ravens do not score touchdowns. You ever notice that their games are like so boring and like kind of low scoring at times? Yeah, they're an interesting team. <laughs> Four and five. Mm. And Joe Flacco's throwing the ball fifty-two times after Alex <laughs> Collins has looked like a beast the last couple games. You give the, give him the ball thirteen times. I don't know. I watched some of this game was a very anticlimactic game, just to say the least. As close as it was, it was wasn't really that exciting. Um, longest run coming from Adoree Jackson, twenty yards. So. <laughs> That's telling a lot right here. Yeah, and the only thing I'll say about this game would be Richard Matthews is still going to be Mariota's favorite target. Yes. Uh, I know they have Corey Davis, and, you know, um, you know the running back situation has its, you know, its opportunities for receptions, Delaney Walker, but I think that Richard is definitely his favorite target, and you can see that with the touchdown catch he had. So let's move on to the 6-2 and two Saints. Wow. Who thought that would happen this year, but... Six and two Saints beat the two and six Bucks, and the Bucks look like garbage. Um, what do you? What, what's going on with Doug Martin? Can we like? What, what is that whole situation? I don't even think he's on the team. Yeah, <laughs> is he on the team? He's, he is. <laughs> they do not have a running back. So it's just what's going on. Fitzpatrick's sure now in. Peyton Barber, right? Peyton Barber led the team in running, uh, rushing yards. It's magic. So so Mike Evans is out, right? Now you got Deshaun Jackson and Cameron Brait and maybe Adam Humphreys with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ain't. I'm not sure they can get any worse than what Jameis has been. So Fitzpatrick to, to likes have, to throw the ball. Fitzpatrick in, yeah, Fitzpatrick, you know, he has his accuracy. But, you know, I think I think Deshaun Jackson takes a, another step back at this point. Even though he's going to be the number one, I think I think he's going to rely on Cam Brait going forward if, if, Fitz, if Fitzpatrick's playing. So I just I just think they're their team in disarray at the moment. I mean, you got guys like uh, Luke Stocker and Bernard Reedy catching passes. So I'm not sure what to expect. Doug Martin is going on my bench yeah. next week. I could care less who they play. If he's going to average less than one carry, one yard per carry, you're going on the bench. Alvin Kamara is a monster. He was a complete steal this year. I'm glad that I was able to pick him up in post-fifth round of many of my leagues so I can keep him. Uh, I'm excited. He's, he's taking over that backfield. 
Yeah, but Ingram, Ingram's making, you know, is making everyone realize that, hey, this is a, a two-headed monster that can't be stopped at this point. Offensive line looks great. Ingram looks great. I mean, Kamara looks great. I just, it's, it's that really unbelievable. That great. defense yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. You know, I don't really great. talk about defenses from a fantasy perspective, but they've really stepped up their game. And, you know, even though this, the Bucks are kind of in disarray, like we said, you know, this, the Saints look good. And, they dominated this game. And it makes you feel confident going into your your later weeks of the season in your playoffs, knowing that, hey, you know, I feel confident starting Mark Ingram. You know, I feel confident starting Alvin Kamara. It's it's a real it's really I like watching teams like this turn it on towards the middle end of the season from a fantasy perspective. <laughs> Rams Giants. Wow. I um, uh, we don't have to talk about this. I either. was at this game <laughs> and I, let's let's say I didn't stay long. It's rough. Um it rained for a majority of the game and it rained from Giants fans' eyes because oh. it, was, it was it was brutal. I mean, I can tell you I everyone there just looked disgruntled the entire time. You you can't have a team put up what 50, 51 points on you, and I just don't know. Are the Giants even trying at this point? I don't know. I saw that one touchdown that Robert Woods had on like a third and like forever thirty something. He just weaved his way through the Giants defense like they were like running on ice like. I don't know. It was terrible. It was it was atrocious. I think the effort is, and it's tough too because they did so well last year. I think eleven and five, win the division, you make the playoffs, and all of a sudden this. So I don't know. You got to look to the leadership. I think of the veteran players as well as the coaching. I know Jerry Reese didn't necessarily set the Giants up for success with without drafting any offensive linemen. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough to watch. It seems like he's losing the locker room, and typically that's when a change is required when the players start. You know, when their effort falls, and I don't know. It, it's a tough situation, and I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, and the Rams, just just quickly about the Rams. The Rams look great. I know the Giants have had a pretty awful defense uh, the last few games. They haven't played great defense. Uh, but the Rams' offense, Jared Goff. He put out I don't, a field day. Yeah, he, he really, but he only he only completed 14 passes. Yeah, four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Sammy Watkins. 300, 300 yards. So, One as catch. much as... You can't really rely on that type of play. You can't rely on him doing that every game. It's it's actually pretty awesome. Um, and Todd Gurley being Todd Gurley. Because Sean McVay. He's Love my frontrunner for uh, Coach of the Year right now, Sean McVay. And a good one at that. Six and um, two. Positive from the Giants, Evan Ingram once again. I, I know we talk about him a lot, but Evan Ingram is is a highlight. He I'll really is. He's he, is. he is on pace, like we've stated before, he is on pace to have the best rookie tight end season ever. Broncos Eagles, another game that topped fifty-one points for the winner. Eagles Eagles looking unstoppable at this point. Carson Wentz looked pretty awesome. One hundred ninety-nine yards, four touchdowns, no picks against that amazing Broncos secondary. Right, Ajayi actually had a pretty solid game. Eight carries, seventy-seven <laughs> yards, touchdown. So they're obviously he's making the best of what he was given. This Corey Clement dude, where is he coming from? He's getting a lot of action. He's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of targets. Three touchdowns. He had three touchdowns. Yeah, he's getting an opportunity to play. He is. He's getting an opportunity. You know, Blunt's slowly getting phased out, even though he's had a few good weeks. They they traded for Ajayi, and they're using Clement a lot. And I think Clement might be a sneaky pickup um, waiver wise. Is he startable? No, but he's a nice guy to have on there. Just uh, hoping that he gets a touchdown here and there. Corey Clement is actually from New Jersey, and came out of Wisconsin. So he. Is used to some competitive football coming out of the Big Ten. Yeah, 
And just some, back, just some information for you. Oh, thank you, thank you. That was very, that was very nice for you to for you to provide us with. Absolutely. Eagles look great at this point. I think all their their starters are startable. Um, Ertz was a what? If it probably screwed you guys over just like it screwed me over. Zach Ertz being a last minute scratch. What the hell was that? Tell me, forty five minutes before the game starts, that he's going to be scratched. That nothing as a fantasy person pisses me off more um, than that, especially when he's my star player. Fournette, same thing. Yeah, well, that was for disciplinary reasons. I know, but still. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the Falcons Panthers. Not the most barn burning game as they was <laughs> last year. Uh, it was a great. It was a great. Uh, series last year when they played each other. Not so much this time. Um, 20 to 17, the Panthers won. Falcons play calling is still atrocious. And I couldn't believe that my boy Julio Jones, I was jumping out of my seat wide open on fourth down in the end zone. And what does he do? He drops it. I mean, that's basically what what's going to happen in the season, right? It's going to slip through their fingertips if they cannot get their offensive play calling back on track. I'm frustrated. PPR perspective, he had a good game, but I mean, you can't drop wide open Touch it. touchdowns like that in the end zone. Mohamed Sanu, two touchdowns the past two games. Yeah, what Julio's, about- Julio's drop was the worst I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... <sighs> what about bad. Cam Newton? Not a very, I mean, a good game on the ground. In the air, not so much. But then again, they didn't need to because they, I mean... Beat the yeah, Falcons. he led the team... He led the team in rushing yards, and he had the touchdown. You know, through the air, he wasn't as effective. But I just I don't know what to expect of him any week. He could go off for 350 and th- uh, three touchdowns or, you know, and a rushing touchdown here and there. But I'm not sure if that's a consistency I'm willing to take the chance on. Um, Matt Ryan looks not like Matt Ryan. I mean, he had a decent game, did have the two touchdowns. That being said, he just does not look uh, the part he could have exploited the Carolina, the Carolina defense like he did last year, but proceeded to not. Um, I was Devin? excited about Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Jonathan Stewart did fumble the ball twice early, mm. but maybe this will be a changing of the guard slightly, though, because he got the ball 15 times, 66 yards, a touchdown, still catching five, you know, five passes out of the backfield. I don't know. Prospects are looking up again, hopefully. keep Just give him the ball. The kid needs an opportunity. Just keep feeding the ball. Pepper him with targets. And you know another guy who isn't getting peppered as much as he used to be with his old quarterback, but is still making the best of it? And that's T.Y. Hilton. Oh, my lord. You know, the Colts, for for as much as the Giants, no offense, don't try anymore, the, yeah, Colts, yeah, yeah. the Colts are making the best of their situation, and they are giving it their all. They really are. And that is T.Y. Hilton doing all the damage. What a game. What a, he's, just pro, he's pretty much just proving us, okay, Andrew Luck. You know, we don't need him right now. I can still do it. Jack Doyle is the one that I'm actually kind of excited about. They're actually he's throwing to him a, a lot more. He kind of he kind of went missing a couple weeks ago, but now like past couple weeks, I think he had a touchdown, almost close to 20 fantasy points last week. PPR, he had 14 points. I like me some Doyle. Doyle. Some Doyle. Shout out to M. Doyle. I mean, the Texans, it's sad. I don't want to, like, harp on it because it's, it's still it's devastating what happened to Deshaun Watson and the entire team. But let's be honest. They can't be losing to the Colts without Andrew Luck. I know their defense has been getting a little better. You know T.Y. Hilton's getting the ball. I'm sorry. that This was the despicable performance from the Texans. And if Tom, I'm standing still, Savage, continues to be the quarterback, they may not win a game for the rest of the season. I'm sorry. And it's disappointing for all the skill players like Hopkins, Lamar Miller, Will Fuller. 
it's a sad, sad time. Yeah, Savage might be the most inaccurate quarterback I've seen in a long time. Uh, that includes Blake Bortles as well. Uh, when you when you pepper, you peppered DeAndre Hopkins with targets, sixteen targets. He caught six of them. Six. He went nineteen of forty four. Yeah, he is a savage. Oh, he's bad to watch. He's the bad. He's the bad form. He's the bad form of the word savage. Um, they just signed and they Josh Johnson. At the end to win. Oh. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand still, the belief they oh, still God, still starting DeAndre. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is still a start for me because he does have the touchdown potential no matter who the quarterback is. That's it. It's just it's just really sad to see this hap- keep happening. Uh, but Jacoby Brissett might be the future quarterback of the Colts. Is this a possibility? Not that we're predicting this or not that we're expecting this, but he looks pretty good. He looks pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has a great arm, and he seems to have a pretty good rapport with Ty. So he's getting better every week. I'm yeah. impressed. Bill Parcells, good job. I agree. So another team that's regressing uh, mightily is the Bengals. Ooh. The Jaguars' defense. Let's just talk about the Jaguars' defense for a second. You know, I I, I don't think it's necessary to ever talk about baby. defenses. Saxonville. Yeah, there's very few times that we'll talk about kickers and defenses. One of the kickers this year would be Greg Zerline. Legatron is absolutely killing the game this year. <gasps> he's, he's putting up more than my running backs and wide receivers are. And Jacksonville's defense. Unreal. I mean, it's really, um, it's an incredible thing to And watch. if you have them on the same team, jackpot. Which we do. Oh, double whammy. That's right. Yeah, they, they the two of them combined for over 30 points this week. Um, the Jaguars' defense is unbelievable. And if you do not have them, or if they are available somehow, some way, no that way. is what I will focus on in this game, because from an offensive standpoint, this wasn't exactly a great game. Um, but Jaguars' defense putting up double-digit points almost every week. I love it. Marquise Lee, awesome. Alan Hearns, where the hell were you? <laughs> Sorry. I start you and you don't do anything. And how about Fournette owners? Like, I'm kind of pissed. I'm a Fournette owner, and I'm, like, really pissed that, that like, what? That was actually closer than Zach Ertz to the game time. Wasn't it like a half, yeah. like a half hour or something like that? Yeah, it was close. They said he was a late-minute scratch because he missed the team picture and didn't answer or something of that nature. No consideration for us fantasy owners out there. Childish. You know? It's childish. Come on, have a little more respect. Come on, there are people. There are people hoping you will break out this week, and that's a big fat zero. If people's lineups locked. All right, move on to the Cardinals and 49ers. This was the game of the running back, because both their quarterbacks stink. Um, Bethard and or Bethard, however you say his name. Bethard. He's not going to be their starting quarterback, so don't worry. You don't have to learn his name. Um, Fifty-one and, times he threw the ball. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. <laughs> but this one was the battle of the running backs. Adrian Peterson and Carlos Hyde both had really good games. Yeah. Carlos, I mean, Carlos Hyde in the, in the air more than on the ground, though. For Carlos yeah, career Hyde. high in receptions. Career high in receptions, nine receptions, which is pretty sweet. 37 carries for AP. All day AP. That's a lot. I just read something that said that, uh, what, Bruce Arians said that they weren't going to you know, limit him this week because of considering it's a, it's a short week they're playing on Thursday, he could still get over, like, 30 carries again. That's a lot. It's, it's working. It's the only thing that's yeah. working, so... Yeah, they're not going to keep... They're not going to throw the ball a lot with your stand. Uh, run them into the ground, man. They're playing, the car, they're playing Seattle, too, who actually has decent pass coverage, or they should, right? But they're all over the place, too, so... Yeah. Lower your expectations on AP a little bit this week, just because it's a quick turnaround, but... 
he's a low-end RB1, high-end RB2, I think, this week. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss a little bit later on uh, that, that Thursday night game, getting prepared for it, and what you should look, uh, you watch for in terms of who to start. And uh, let's, like, seamlessly, wow, you brought it up seamlessly, let us transition to the Washington Seahawks game. Ugh. Wow. It's like you knew what was coming next. <laughs> Sometimes. Unbelievable. Just lucky. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, something to talk about is this Washington offense. Is, what is going is time, on? Is it time to give up on Captain Kirk? I don't think it's time to give up on him. If you started Rob Kelly, good for you. Fatty Rob. Fat Fat Rob. 14 carries, 18 yards, but two touchdowns. <laughs> that sounds like Matt Asiata, but like worse. Way like, worse. Like, Matt Asiata was better than that. <laughs> Asiata would have had like 33 yards. <laughs> and three touchdowns. Oh my god. Vernon Davis, still a favorite target though, as we stated previously. Uh, Josh Doxson, pretty good game uh, now that Crowder was out. Terrell Pryor, uh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fantasy-wise, Washington only has two targets that are necessary to start every week, and that is Chris Thompson and Vernon Davis, which is kind of sad. Rob Kelly is the new Cheeseburger Eddie. Wow. Because Cheeseburger Eddie only lasted for, what, less than five minutes in the first quarter they hand him the ball six times and he's out because he's hurt he's out he must have had one one two few cheeseburgers before the game for fuel it's embarrassing i'm sorry i liked eddie lacy a lot coming out of college too in his first few years in green bay but i don't know man it's despicable russell wilson 10 carries for 77 yards i like it but i expected a little bit more out of the air i know washington's defense is stepping it up a little bit they're underrated but this was this was a crazy game there's no way seattle should have lost this game Washington couldn't do anything until the end. This was this was not a game they should have lost. Seattle was home too. Yeah. Well, that just shows that the Seahawks aren't really for for real yet either. I mean, I don't That's know. Scary. I'm not yeah, scared of them. I wouldn't be. A team you should be scared of on the rise now. Even though they did lose they they did lose, didn't lose their star running back. Did did they? I don't. I don't know. Are we? It's, does anybody know what's going of, on with Ezekiel Elliott? It's freaking annoying. Just it's unbelievable. If he did it, it or really, did it. If he did it, he didn't. Just come on, let's go. Suspend him already, because at this point he's oh going to be suspended God. for the most important games they need him for. Well, that's why I picked up Alfred Morris and spent twenty-eight pre-agent bucks on him to sit on my bench. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one better. I did the same thing for forty bucks, uh, and but, then I dropped it three weeks later. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just Big don't spenders. think. I just don't think that Zeke. I think Zeke's going to get suspended. Six games, maybe, but I think he's going to get suspended for sure. But I don't know if that's the case because he's been suspended what four times this season and has not missed a game. They've said, "Oh, he's been suspended. We're we're, we're not we're denying any type of you know injunction." Oh no no, we're going to go look into it again. Like this is just a disgrace at this point from the NFLPA. That being said, the Cowboys look really good. That's because the Chiefs, because Andy Reid, the walrus, cuckoo-cachoo, can you please find your way back to giving Kareem Hunt the football, please? This is a disgrace. Nine Give times. him the ball. Nine carries for 37 yards, and he only got five targets in the past game? I don't know what's going on here. They have a bye week. They can, you know, go back to the drawing board, figure out what worked, because they are definitely struggling. Um, and it's unfortunate. You got a 19 times they ran the ball. That's That's terrible. Put the ball in Kareem Hunt's hands. 
please, Andy Reid. They keep showing highlights of his punt pass and kick prowess when he was like the biggest 13-year-old kid you've ever seen in your entire life. And that's supposed to correlate to him handing the ball to Kareem Hunt how? Because he's not. Wow, tell us how you really feel. He's missing, he's missing the cheesesteaks in Philly. <laughs> That's what it is. Barbecue in Kansas City is not living up to it for him. No. That was the most passionate I've ever seen you about something in a long time. That was great. <laughs> now He must be killing your teams. <laughs> he was crushing it. He's, he's still doing all right. I mean, but maybe, maybe he should have been uh, traded weeks ago. As per our week five discussion. Mm-hmm. Go back yes. and tune in. Yeah, Chiefs not looking great. They've really digressed. Oh, digressed. They've really regressed the last few weeks. And uh, from a fantasy point of view, not a fan of anybody at this point. Travis, um, your boy Travis Kelsey. Yeah, still doing yeah, Kelsey's Cisco Fever out there. Man. I've, I've, yeah, I mean they're all startable. I mean all of them are going to be my starting yeah. lineups: Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Alex Smith, uh, Kareem Hunt. But Agreed. I'm not a fan of what's been going on. Let's put it that way. So a game that I thought was going to be a pretty crappy one that turned into a pretty good one, and that is the Raiders and the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. Wow. Marshawn Lynch coming back strong. Smoking Jay coming back strong. What are you guys thinking? Jay Cutler had a ridiculous game. Yeah. Sucks they lost, but he had actually threw the ball 42 times. That's a lot for Jay Cutler, but he probably loved that shit. Kenyon Drake actually had a very good game. PPR, targeted six times, six catches, 35 yards. Jarvis salvaged a day with a touchdown. Otherwise, it would have been a pretty poor outing. On the other side, Jared Cook. I think you know how I feel about Jared Cook. I think we won't see, <laughs> we won't see him for the next like couple weeks. And yeah. Then, and then same. maybe he'll come back. I agree. What I liked about this game was Kenyon Drake getting the ball nine times from a rushing perspective and six targets he caught a wall 35 yards i like it um even even damian williams got the ball a bunch uh, it's definitely seems to be a timeshare um kenny drake looked a looked a bit better rushing the ball and williams looked a bit better uh receiving uh, but smoking jay cutler what's up man just he's just ripping butts throwing lung darts smoking a pack on the sidelines and just throwing three touchdowns with no interceptions it's it was fantastic to see man i actually i think i saw him crack a smile on the sideline too no. and actually after no. Kenyon Drake fumbled I think he pulled him to the side and had some 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 words of words of wisdom some confidence some inspiration for him I couldn't believe it I was like who is this guy and he took his helmet off I'm like wait that's Jay Cutler I thought it was some like imposter wearing his jersey I was impressed he did very well <laughs> and the Raiders did very well as well getting that win Four and five. They don't look great, but they, they're finding a way to get it done. They have a lot of uh, holes to exploit. But they, they're they in a pretty weak division at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, the Broncos don't look good. The Chargers don't look good. I just I think it's they have an opportunity to come back stronger and, uh, and really compete for that division in the last few weeks of the season. I like it. Final game, Monday Night Football. It's This would have been good a few weeks ago, but it's just right. Lions-Packers. Yeah. The Roger, the Rogers lists Packers. Um, what's going on with them? This is always I, I a good game, too. I don't get the it, Packers though. I don't Lions. get this whole situation. We will talk about it in our next segment in more detail. But they're really getting away from what they should be doing, which is running the ball. You know, you have a backup QB. What's going on? Hand it off. You got Aaron Jones who gets the ball five times. It's embarrassing. I know they fell behind early, but you got to keep the ball out of Matt Stafford's 
hands. You know, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He's just finding the turkey hole, as Jay Gruden commented about 17 times. <laughs> John Gruden. His brother, John. Yes, he does Monday Night Football. <laughs> that is that is correct. It's exactly it's okay. what I said. I get them confused all the time. It's exactly what I said. Brent <laughs> Hundley. They showed a lot of inspirational videos of him being a leader outside of outside of the game, which is fantastic. I like him as a person a lot. I hope he does well. But he shouldn't be throwing the ball 38 times. I'm sorry. And every single pass seemed to be within five yards of the line of scrimmage. If you're going to let him throw that much, throw it downfield. You got Jordy Nelson. You got Devonta Adams. You even got Tom Montgomery out of the backfield. I mean, you got some athletes here. Just rip it, Ben. Or hand the ball off. I'm sorry. You need to hand the ball off. Amir Abdullah just keeps proving to me that he is not a good running back. <laughs> He's the worst. He's he the is, absolute worst. He is not good. Yes, he got a touchdown, but who started him? Anybody? Not took him out at the last minute. Oh, I'm happy my about it God. Would have lost anyway. Uh, a good 2.2 two, two yard, 2.1 yards per carry. Oh, his, his, yards, his yards per carry on the season are 3.4. I just, just I don't get it from a guy that had – had such potential coming out of college just looks just awful. So those are our games in review. We touched upon some of the big uh, players that impacted these uh, this week. There really wasn't a ton of big, huge games, but in all, it was a good week of scoring. You know, we put, saw two teams put up 50 points. We saw, you know, a couple teams in the 30s. So it was a nice, it was a nice week of uh, football. So now we're going to move on to a segment that I love to call here. It's, it's called What the Hell? Okay. Did you make this up? What the hell? Uh, I did. I did. I created this myself. It's it's. A no, bunch I of said it. I thought I, I said I, it. I totally made this up. No, no. <laughs> I'm a no, fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> it is called what the hell, and what we're gonna do is is we're gonna just talk about some of the things that, like, what the hell, basically, what is going on? How did this happen? How did this come to be from this past week and from the previous weeks of the season? And we'll go back to a topic we talked about before. Kareem with under ten carries this past week. Andy, what the hell? I can't believe how – if you look at his fantasy points, he started out with, what, like 48 the first week, then went to, I think, like 30, and slowly, slowly went downhill after that. Yeah, it's been a pretty sad sight to see the last few games. Kareem Hunt is uh, – he's had 20 carries only once in the last four games mm. for a team that likes to run the ball. I have nothing else to say on this matter. Yeah, I know. You, you, true, true. You did go a little early to this. You came early to the party and discussed this. I know how you feel. So we'll move on to my one of my favorite what-the-hells. Goff and Wentz drafted one and two last year. Each throw for four touchdowns this past week. The, wow. Both having solid years. Goff is not as consistent, I feel like, as, as Wentz, but he's having a, a pretty good year on a very good team right now, both of them. Yeah, the Eagles, I'm not... Um... I mean, personally, I'm biased because I'm a Giants fan and in the division. I'm not looking forward to facing Wentz. He's a good player. He's the um, MVP right now. He's he's playing out of his mind, as are the Eagles. I am not happy about it. My, yeah, my what the hell was more focused on the fact of the Cleveland Browns. Hey, Cleveland, you could have had one of these. Yeah, You could have had one of these guys. What Wentz the hell? Wentz and Watson. Wentz and Watson. <laughs> See you later. Keep waiting. What the hell? Deshaun Kaiser. You're welcome. Dirty hits this past week. We discussed earlier, but dirty hits going on all over the place. Uh, Evans on, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, who's having a great year, and uh, AJ Green on Jalen Ramsey. What, what the hell, guys? I know it's football. We have our emotions. You know, they, you know, we gotta keep them in check once in a while. But I don't. I, the dirtiness really has got to stop. It's not cool. Not. It's not something I enjoy seeing. And 
as while you know while I love big hits and big plays, I also don't like dirty hits and dirty plays. So, AJ, swallow your pride, get up, run back to the huddle, and try and beat him on a deep touchdown the next play. What are you doing? Not really a fantasy uh, fantasy question or fantasy discussion, but it really pissed me off. It grinded my gear. Well, it did. I mean, because they got they didn't play the rest of the game. Right. You know what I mean? so, yeah, you're right. You screwed. You screwed owners, man. <laughs> Another team that's screwing owners, like we discussed earlier, Washington, no firepower. I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on there. If it's the coaching, if it's the lake hauling in general, if it's Kirk, what the hell, guys? I, I just, I don't get it. Fat Rob. Yeah, Fat Rob is <laughs> two touchdowns. Fat Rob is one yard per carry. Yeah, and two, and touchdowns. two touchdowns. <laughs> Kirk Cousins still threw for over two hundred and fifty yards, I believe, though. I don't think he threw a touchdown, but. I wouldn't give up on him. He's maybe the one. Him and I, Vernon Davis. I've given up on him completely. Him and Vernon there's, Davis. There's hope for the Redskins because half of the offensive line is still missing from injury. I think once they come back and you got Jordan Reed and Jamison Crowder on the up and up coming back, I'm holding on to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I will too, but not for long. He's still the eighth quarterback. Or ninth. Sorry, ninth. <laughs> That's because they throw the ball a lot. Just unfortunately keeps throwing it to Chris Thompson and Vernon Davis. We'll get back to this past last one we just discussed, but I have to reiterate it once again. The Rogerless Packers run the ball 10 times with their starting two running backs, Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones, but they pass the ball 38 times with a backup quarterback. What the hell? Brent Hundley. I, I, I know from a wide receiving perspective here, you know, Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams and Jordy getting some type of life, but not much. At that point, though, if you want to win the game and if you want to have fantasy, you know, fantasy relevance here, you, you turn to the running backs, Aaron Jones especially. And well, I don't know what's going on in that play calling situation, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Mike McCarthy, figure it out. He threw the ball how many times? Thirty-eight times. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight times. You would think like, and he likes to throw like closer to the line of scrimmage. Doesn't take any chances. You would think Randall Cobb would have a field day. But he had the best day out of the Yeah, he had the receivers. him or Devonta. That's about it. Yeah, and it's just I, I just you just see now that the Packers really aren't that good, and that sounds crazy to say, but they're not. Because if this was any other team, they'd be saying, you know, we'll rally around our running game and our defense, but they are nothing without Aaron Rodgers. They need Rodgers. It's a shame, man. All these quarterback injuries are, are, are showing you how important they really are, and how important a valuable backup is as well. Yep. Not a guy who hasn't seen the field ever. <laughs> uh, last, what the hell, and this is my favorite one. The Falcons offense, just what the hell. It's They've awful. combined, last year when they played the Panthers twice, they combined to score 81 points over two games. And they looked lost last week. They led the NFL in points per game last yeah. year. They were the number one offense, I think. They were they were incredible. They were hitting on all cylinders. They have so much talent back there. This has to and I don't like saying that somebody shouldn't have a job, right? It's not my place. But Steve Sarkeesian has not done that well of a job as the offensive coordinator. I'm sorry. Kyle Shanahan did an incredible job with the talent that they have in Atlanta. All those guys are still there. So what does that tell you? Julio's still there, Devonta, Tevin Coleman. And yet the offense looks pretty lost yeah. behind Matt Ryan at center. Could they still be reeling from you know the worst defeat in Super Bowl history? NFL history. It's pretty pretty bad. <laughs> sports, <hang> sports history. <laughs> That's probably the worst hangover. The longest Championship hangover. game. <laughs> Defeat. Come back. Well, 
So another major topic this next uh, for the next week is the waiver wire pickups to focus on. You know, some guys are still, you know, whether it's from injury, whether it's from uh, poor play, you need someone to fill in there, you know, for a bye week or who are you guys targeting this week? Uh, I know that we have him, brother. I mean, if you have a injury spot, you may have him on your team. He could be on the waiver. Uh, Corey Coleman comes back, stepping in is obviously the number the number one receiver, like receiver on that team, I believe. There's really nobody else. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means, really. Being the number it, it, one receiver for the Browns. Who knows? He started to he started to do pretty well before he got injured, but hopefully he picks up. We'll see. Sean Kaiser. <laughs> Some other ones to focus on that you know could be potential fill-ins if you have a you know any players on by this week would be a Jared Cook after his performance of putting up 126 yards this past week. Deontay Thompson with his 80 plus yards and a touchdown, and then Terrence Williams. Really, really good game. I, we didn't really talk much about him, but Terrence Williams had a really good game this past week. Um, I think he could be a potential one, especially if Dez is, uh, is down. Only you if know, Dez he has, is down. Right, if Dez is down. But even even if Dez isn't, he had nine receptions for 141 yards. The, Terrence, mean, does, he does this every single year. He always has like one or two solid games, and then you do not see him for the rest of the season. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. Deontay Thompson, proceed with caution. Because Kelvin Benjamin will be actually be playing this game, so he could take away some targets from Deontay. Could I mean he will? I think somebody else to potentially look at, since you know Jami is Winston wasn't really you know lighting the uh, field on fire. Uh, Ryan Fitzmagic, you know, he might be a streaming option this week potentially, as well as uh, Josh McCown. He's been a top ten fantasy quarterback, I think, on average over the past few weeks. Uh, somebody else quick on the Chargers, Travis Benjamin, if he's still out there. And obviously, as, as long as Jordan Reed or Crowder, one of them are out, I mean, Kirk Cousins seems to like uh, Vernon Davis a lot, so yeah, he's somebody I'm targeting if he still seems to be out there. And another crazy deep sleeper tight end who's had a better game, better games with uh, Jay Cutler there is Julius Thomas from a tight end perspective. Turning to Thursday Night Football for Week 10, get a little bit of a preview here, get you guys ready for, uh, for the first game of the week, and that's the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Uh, you guys target, you know, anybody in this is a must start for you? Anybody who's a con- consider, you know, considerable start for you? Russell Wilson, must start. Um, only if I had a running back, like, I guess, situation. Oh, another waiver pickup, maybe Thomas Rawls, since Eddie Lacy is officially out. So Rawls. Please, is, please never say that in the air again. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thomas <laughs> Rawls, he's going to get, he's going to get a lot of carries if they want to run the ball. They don't. But maybe AP and Fitzgerald. I hate them. Mm. I hate the Seahawks. <laughs> I'm sad that Eddie Lacy doesn't get another opportunity, so I, I can talk about Cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> that's like that's like the biggest blow to the whole uh, this whole fantasy fantasy perspective here. You you but did think, just talk to him about him. The idea, I'll just throw him in whenever <laughs> I want. Just be coming out of left field here. Cheeseburger Eddie. And moving on, Doug Baldwin, I think, might be slightly downgraded if he's going against Patrick Peterson. Russell Wilson, though, obviously, is a must start. Adrian Peterson, I'm still I'm still starting him, but I don't feel as confident i don't know 37 carries for 32 year old only a few days ago right and they're going to try and feed him the rock so um, i'm hoping for big things but and it's it's unfortunate too here's another quarterback situation drew stanton and i feel like larry has been i mean you got to slightly downgrade him for the rest of the season too and this week so this is a this is a tough game the only must starts is baldwin and richardson cardinals giving up um over 250 passing yards per game 
And I think Russell, going the way he's been going, um, I know the interceptions are a problem kind of lately, which is surprising for him. But I think that Baldwin and Richardson are must-starts. I think they're both going to have a significant amount of targets each, especially because the running game is so poor. And um, I really, I think each of them could get targeted in the end, uh, in the red zone as well. Well, we we covered a lot in this in this episode. This was a ton of information, ton of news, and uh, a ton of uh, cover of the games that have happened in Week Nine. And uh, please look forward to our next episode. We will break down Week Ten. And on behalf of me and my wonderful cousins, this is the Fantasy Fam signing off. Mm-hmm.